Welcome to the Devi Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Network. I'm your host, Skip Newton, and joining me is my co-host, Matt Cooper. Matt, we are back. It's good to see you again. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Just coming back from a week at the beach, which was nice with my in-laws family. Uh, we had good weather. It was it was a lot of fun. I love it. I love I love the sound and the idea of a week at the beach. I mm. don't get a lot of that, you know, up here in, in Minnesota as far as like ocean beach we've got a ton of lakes of course you oh yeah the great lakes i've been to a great lake it it feels a lot like the beach but yeah except that's up by duluth and it's really cold <laughs> up, mm. up in the water there but yeah it's 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 more beaches uh, on all of our ten thousand plus lakes that that if people want to hit that but i'm more of a pool guy got a pool and a <laughs> pond pond to be good for you no <laughs> fishing in the ocean at sunset that was that was me last week man it's oh man that's that's gorgeous i love it i love it all right well hey let's let's get into the the idea of the show here we're gonna do a mock draft but not just a debbie mock draft we want to do one that's a little bit different we're gonna include the recent rookie classes both 2023 so just this last one and then 2022 Uh, dwight and i did this a year ago and we found it to be very interesting you know where we where we rank the the Debbie prospects with, you know, the, the guys that are a already established, you know, year long veterans in in the league, and then this year's rookie crop. So it, it really helps put put that into perspective. But before we get into today's show, I want to talk about the ridiculous value of being a rookie big board patron. RBB patrons have access to the Dynasty Plus Debbie Big Board and Consensus Crew rankings the 2024 rookie big board, 2023 seasonal projections, and of course, the RBB Discord. You can join our growing community at patreon.com slash rookie big board for just $3 a month or save 15% with an annual subscription. That is just $30, which is cheaper than what it would cost to hire my son to mow your lawn. He's quite the little entrepreneur these days. So nice. Yeah, well, in the heat, you know, the humidity, there's a lot of people that don't want to do it. So go get it, dude. But, I would, yeah, I'd hire him. him. I don't want to mow my lawn either. It's hot. <laughs> I hear you. He doesn't actually mow my lawn, which is, you know, because <laughs> that he would have to do for free. So I'm not raising a dummy. That's, that's for sure. But let's, we're going to, we're probably going to focus just on round one today. Uh, kind of take it slow. Let us talk about the prospects and and why we have them over maybe some of the other guys. And I I think the first one's actually kind of interesting when you think about it. And I gave it to you. This is a super flex tight end premium league. And go with the one on one, Matt. I took Bijan Robinson, and it wasn't even that difficult, honestly. Like he's been the number one Debbie player for the last like three years or whatever, and. You know, if you look at ADP in terms of dynasty startups, he's the highest of all the first and second year players by a pretty wide margin. He's just got everything going for him. He's he landed in the perfect situation with elite draft capital. There's not a trait that he doesn't have. The college productions through the roof, catches passes. I mean, he's just he's an incredible prospect. He's gonna be a stud in fantasy right away. I don't think this is a guy you're going to have to wait for. I think he's going to really produce as a rookie and um, yeah, he's just a sure thing. So I felt good about taking Bijan one oh one. Yeah. There, there is some wisdom in the, the taking of the sure thing at one oh one and knowing that you have a, a great asset, not only to score a bunch of points, but 
if you do decide to move him later, you're, you're going to get a ton of value. So mm-hmm. it's hard to argue with that, especially when you, you look at the fact that even in a super flex league, is there a quarterback that you would take above him? And we're going to get into this right now because we're going to have a string of them. But at the 102, I went with Anthony Richardson and mm-hmm. I thought that was actually a fairly easy pick because you know, last year, the only quarterback in the first round was Kenny Pickett. And I don't think anybody would take, you know, him over no. these next four guys we're going to talk about. And he got the draft capital. He's got all the physical traits to be an absolute stud, especially from a fantasy perspective. And I look mm-hmm. at, at Richardson, even though I know he's raw and, he, and he's got a He's got to work on, you know, some of the finer points of, of playing quarterback, especially as far as, you know, accuracy and stuff like that. But the the rushing ability and the athleticism, I mean, I, I look at, at Justin Fields as his floor. Like mm-hmm. he, he can at least rush for a thousand yards and score some touchdowns and he'll get a little bit with his arms. And, and that's Justin Fields. So for me, this is a no brainer. Yeah, and I love the landing spot, you know, with him. I mean, he's got Pittman right off the bat as a as an alpha wide receiver to throw to. They went and got him Josh Downs as an always open guy in the slot. And coaching, I mean, he's with Shane Steichen, who helped develop Jalen Hurts as a passer. So it's a great situation all around for him for him. And the like you mentioned, the draft capital, they're invested. They want it to work. He's gonna get a long leash, multiple years of starting. So um yeah i think that's a great pick i actually in terms of 2023 class i have stroud as my qb1 for dynasty um so that's who i took next that's who i would have taken at at 102 but i love richardson and even for redraft i would take richardson over stroud because his weapons are so much better and and the rushing upside and all that i think long term like stroud just has that franchise guy for a decade plus and i'm not so sure about that with Richardson yet. Um, so in dynasty, I have Stroud higher redraft actually in Scott fishbowl, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. I took Richardson as my QB one. So, um, love both of those players. I was happy getting Stroud here at one Oh three. Uh, like you mentioned, it's a super flex draft. It's like you got to go quarterback at this point. And I want the one that's already locked into top two draft capital and has proven it. So, yeah, I, I have no problem with Stroud. I, I actually have him just a, a titch above the guy that I took at 104, Bryce Young. And it's not necessarily that I think Stroud is going to end up being the, the better NFL quarterback because I think Young has a lot of intangibles that are going to make him a, a very successful quarterback. I just, mm-hmm. I like what I'm hearing. I like the fact that he he feels like a leader and he just gets it and he's going to make good decisions and good plays. The, the concern I have with him from a fantasy perspective is of course the, the size, I think it is, is a relevant concern. And, you know, I, I don't see him much as a runner. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you'll get a, a little bit, but I, I think Stroud has a little bit more of an upside with, with rushing as far as that goes. So that's why I, I also would have taken Stroud third, but I, I had no problem taking Bryce Young fourth here. You know, I, I've got him definitely ranked over, you know, Pickett. And while uh, there are some Debbie quarterbacks that I that I like, you know, one in particular, I I can't I can't pass on the guy that was taken first overall. I mean, that's just he he doesn't have to wait another year to get into the NFL. He's already gotten mm-hmm. the draft capital, and and so I, well, I think Bryce Young right away. I can't see yeah. him starting Dalton over him, so. 
Yep. And I, th- um, I think they're going to, they're going to do it right. You know, they're already starting to add some, some pieces and, you know, Adam, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen's young, but, or, or old, you know, yeah, I went the wrong direction. You know, he's not, he's not young, but, but, you know, he's, he's a good veteran presence to help, you know, with them with a couple of their younger wide receivers. I can see them coming back next season and, and really going with a, you know, a high upside, you know, picket wide receiver to try and try and, you know, bolster his, his wide receiver core. So I'm confident they'll, they'll do it right there. So I, I like Bryce Young at 104. Yeah. And I'm a Panthers fan. People listening on the, on the audio can't see my hat. I'm wearing a, a Buzz City Charlotte Hornets hat. I'm a North Carolina guy. I love the Panthers and hoping that Bryce Young can steer us in the right direction. It's been a rough couple of years, but I think that's a great pick. Now, a lot of people, they might be screaming, where's Caleb Williams? Because I have heard a lot of people uh, kind of saying this narrative that if right if he was in this class, he would have been the top quarterback, even that Drake May, you know, would be above either Stroud or Young. And, you know, maybe that was true. Maybe if he was in this class, he would have been, but he wasn't. And the fact is, you know, those guys have secured top five draft capital and he hasn't done it yet. And you got to wait a year and who knows, you know, God forbid he tears an Achilles or something. So, um, you know, we have talked about this. Regular listeners are going to know. They've heard it from us a million times. Like you take the people who have already earned the draft capital and uh, you're just you're not reaching for those Debbie assets as much. But that being said, I'm taking Caleb Williams here because that string of first round quarterbacks is gone. I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. And Caleb Williams just seems like he is going to be that next best thing. He seems as safe a bet as it gets in terms of a Debbie prospect that just looks locked and loaded to be a top five draft pick next year. Uh, unless a catastrophic injury were to happen, he's, he seems pretty locked in. So He's a great player. He's got a ton of fantasy upside with the mobility and uh, pretty glad to take him. I know a lot of people would have taken him above Stroud and Young. and uh, That's just not how you and I play Debbie, but I love Caleb Williams. Glad to get him here at 105. Yep, and and you said it. I was thinking it because I was going to chime in when it was my time. The, the key word was if he were in this class. It's the if. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't, like you said, and because he wasn't, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with those other three guys first. But absolutely, I, I love the pick at, at 105. Now's where I also had that internal debate of: Do I go with a proven player, or do I go with the top end Debbie guy? And I chose the proven player, and I chose Garrett Wilson with the Jets at wide receiver at 106. I I think this guy is a stud, and I think the season that he put together last year is, is really quite impressive, especially when you're considering all the quarterback issues that they had and to, to still put up those kind of numbers really says a lot. I think about the, the kind of player that he is, you know, they, they didn't, you know, they decided they didn't need Elijah Moore anymore. So, I mean, they're all in on, on this guy and now they got Aaron Rodgers, and you know, I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is necessarily, you know, the exact same, you know, player he was five years ago, but he's not done. He's not over the hill yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're going to see a, a pretty decent resurgence from him this season. I'm just glad he's not in green Bay anymore. As a and we've fan, seen, so. we've seen with Devonte Adams that he just feeds his top guy. And 
Garrett Wilson, I really think is that caliber of wide receiver in terms of he separates everywhere on the field. He's incredible after the catch, his route running. He's just, just getting wide open, breaking people's ankles consistently. Zone coverage, man coverage, it doesn't matter. So I, I really think Garrett Wilson has that superstar in him and that Rodgers is going to help him draw that out to an even greater degree than what we saw last year. So I love the pick. I actually, you sniped me. That's who I would have gone with. Um, now, I was facing that same decision of Debbie versus um, somebody that's that's already in the league, has already sub- secured draft capital, that type of thing. And I'm going with Garrett Wilson's teammate, Brees Hall. So uh, I really believe that if Brees had not torn his ACL last year, we would be debating pretty heavily him versus Bijan as the dynasty RB one, because he's another guy. If you look at his prospect profile, there are not a lot of holes in it. I mean, he, he obviously he got second round draft capital instead of like top 10, like Bijan did, but still it's very good draft capital. He, if you go down the list of traits, like contact balance, elusiveness, speed, like he's got everything that you want receiving ability pass blocking he he really checks all the boxes in terms of traits that you see on film his college production was phenomenal his athletic testing was through the roof like he's a really really complete prospect and before he went down i mean he was showing signs of being a 20 plus point per game every week type of player already as you know four weeks into his rookie season so I think as long all the reports are that he's doing well, everything's on schedule, he's going to be ready for week one. And so I love Brees Hall. I think he's going to be a stud. I think, you know, this is actually pretty good steal based on, you know, Bijan being 101, Brees Hall being all the way down at 107, and I think they belong in that same conversation together. So I was pretty happy to get Brees Hall here. Yeah, I love it in – you know, one of the things I talked about earlier about being a, a rookie big board patron is the the dynasty plus Debbie, you know, rankings, the, the combined rankings. And, you know, we're on the same track here as, as Matt. You know, he's got Brees Hall at 18, Garrett Wilson at 20. So, you know, they're they're right there mm-hmm. next to each other, just like they are here. I mean, really close. My next guy, it was the same logic, and I, I just I love him so much and I, I couldn't pass on him. And that's another wide receiver from that same class. Chris Olave with, with the saints. I think this guy is destined to be, you know, in that top tier of, of wide receivers for a, for quite a while. I think he's that good. And again, he, he did it with, you know, some rather, you know, less than exciting quarterback play. I mean, sure. You know, it was okay, but you know, I, you talked about how Devonte Adams was locked in by, by Aaron Rodgers, And he was also locked in, you know, from Derek Carr and, you know, it, it cars there with the saints. I mean, that's, that's a, an interesting idea because I, I'm done with Michael Thomas. I've been done with him for years. <laughs> and I, I really think, you know, he's going to just be a target hog. And again, I'm willing to take him over, you know, any other guy that was drafted this season or any Debbie prospect, because he's, he's proven it to me that he's that good. So I, I love Chris Olave here at, at 108. Yeah. I can't fault you for that. I would have taken the guy that I just took. This is the guy I was debating between Brees Hall and there's somebody right now screaming at their device that they're listening <laughs> on. Like, Why have you not taken Marvin Harrison jr. And so I'm going to take him. 
And, you know, this is probably giving you guys as listeners just an idea of how we play Debbie. We really value those NFL players above Debbie prospects. Uh, I love Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's probably going to be a top five pick next year. I think he's got like the prototype body that you would build if you were building a wide receiver in a lab. He's a great route runner. He's a fantastic player. And uh, you could argue that as a prospect, he's better than any of the wide receivers that we've already taken. So I'm really excited to get him here at 109, Marvin Harrison Jr. He's a stud. And um, yeah, like you said, the only reason he didn't go higher is just because we really value the NFL players and the people that have already secured that first round draft capital and that there's no, you know, it's, it's a lower risk way to play Debbie. Uh, but certainly the upside for Marvin Harrison Jr. is to be better than any of these guys that we just talked about. So, Yeah, so you have them in the Wilson-Harrison-Olave order. That's exactly the same as, as Matt Hicks. So you guys are, mm-hmm. are definitely on the same page there. This made the, the next pick really easy for me. I've made no secret of my love for Jameer Gibbs and loved him since he first entered college. He never disappointed, and then he he gets first round draft capital, even a little bit higher than than I was expecting for sure. And I I think they're really planning on on using him in all of his what are going to end up being elite, you know, pass catching and route running abilities as, as a running back. And I think in in leagues, of course, that are PPR leagues, Gibbs is going to be fantastic. And so I I will take him here. You know, we'll get to some of the other running backs, you know, next week and, you know, maybe expand more on why Gibbs over them. But I'm I'm very pleased with with a, a rookie that's going to catch a lot of passes that got first round capital. So, you know, you're looking at a, a five year you know rookie contract if they if they give them that fifth option year. And that's that's all I'm looking for with my running backs is I want I want that full rookie deal to maximize the value. Yeah, that's a great pick, and I would also take him over any Debbie running back. I mean, you just can't argue with how high he got drafted and the PPR upside. I know some people have some concerns about the size, but uh, I I just think he's going to produce early and often, so I I love that pick. I went with Drake London, who um, I actually also would have taken him over Olave. I'm I'm a big Drake London guy. I When you look at his separation. He had a reputation when he came in as a rookie, the stereotype because he was a big guy and because he had a lot of contested catches on his highlight reel, the stereotype was he can't separate. Nothing could be further from the truth. This guy is a savant. Now the deep routes, he gets a lot of contested catches. He doesn't have a lot of deep speed. He doesn't separate necessarily deep down the field. So he wins deep with those contested catches, and that's what you see on the highlight reel. But in the short to intermediate, he is always open. He's fantastic after the catch. His target share last year as a rookie was phenomenal. He doesn't even need great quarterback play. He just needs mediocre quarterback play. Like when he went from Mariota to uh, Ritter at the end of the year, Ritter wasn't even that good, but Drake London just went through – like the, the offense started passing more. It was like – less of this weird run heavy kind of gimmicky because Mariota just can't pass at all. It just became a more traditional NFL offense and Drake London put up some big games fantasy wise at the end of the year. I think he could take a big second year leap. I think he's a stud. He's locked in a really, really high draft capital. He's a huge part of that offense. So 
I'm a big fan of Drake London and was happy to get him here at 111. Yeah, I like that. And, and it makes, makes a lot of sense. Cause I think he does have a really nice future and, you know, who knows, right. With the quarterback situation, but you know, they've, they've set up whoever their quarterback is going to be with, with some nice talent oh in, in Atlanta. Gosh. I mean, you know, Bijan and London and Pitts. it's like, okay, if, if Ritter can't succeed, then mm-hmm. you know, they're going to pick someone else. And that yeah. guy should, should be able to just really, you know, sling it around and, and, and be successful. So and that Arthur Smith offense is built off of the running game and the play action, right? Which they didn't have a stud running back last year and now they have Bijan Robinson. And so that's going to open up that play action and that passing attack, I think in ways that, uh, that we didn't really get to see last year because Bijan is, is that dude. So yeah, I'm excited. I, I don't know about Ritter long-term, but that Atlanta offense just with London and Pitts and Bijan, it's, it's going to be a fun offense to watch if they can find a decent quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And and very fun from a fantasy perspective. So the mm-hmm. last pick in the first round, I'm sticking at wide receiver and going with JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I've I've been super high on him. Again, another one of my my favorites. Apparently, it's all about, you know, Ohio State wide receivers in in the first round here. So, shout out to you, Matt Jackson. Hope you hope you appreciate that, but I, I actually love the, the Seattle landing spot. I, I'm not saying I would take him as the first rookie wide receiver in a redraft league. So, you know, if you're in a redraft league and you're, you're listening to this, you, you might want to consider, you know, Jordan Addison, because I think he's in a better situation to succeed in year one. But, but man, I, I, I love the Seattle landing spot. I think, you know, they're surrounding Geno Smith with weapons Lockett's not getting any younger, you know, of course you've, you've got, you know, talent around them. They, they added, you know, Zach Charbonnet, they had Ken Walker, the third, I mean, they've got Metcalf. So just, just a lot of, of weapons there and he can slide right into that slot role and just, just be another target hog. And, and I, I love that for JSN. So I, I think his long-term prognosis is really good. Yeah. And we know that Lockett is getting up there in years. And so, you know, that is maybe like you said, maybe a rookie year obstacle where there's two really good wide receivers already on the team. But long term, the plan is for him and, and DK to be the one two punch that he's gonna kinda take over that Lockett role, which that's been really productive. Lockett's been a top twelve fantasy wide receiver year after year after year, gets no respect for it. So if JSN long-term is taking over that role, that's been a really productive role for fantasy. And I agree with you. I think he's a great player. I think he's set up long-term for a lot of success. So good pick. Yeah, thanks. I, I want to you know do a re- quick, quick recap here because it's, it's wide receiver heavy, of course. And, and I think this speaks to probably how both of us typically will build, build our rosters is you, know, you, you get more, more security, and more longevity out of wide receivers. They just, they tend to stay healthy and, and you can rely on them more long-term whereas running backs can get hurt so frequently and, and their careers are just so much shorter. So not as many running backs, but of course you went with the, the obvious one, Bijan number one, and then Anthony Richardson begins the quarterback run CJ Stroud, third Bryce young, Caleb Williams goes fifth. Then the wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio state, of course, now with the jets, Brees hall, so RB number two, then Olave, Marvin Harrison Jr., the second Devi prospect off the board. I took Jameer Gibbs, rookie at Detroit. 
you grabbed Drake London, and then I went with Jackson Smith and Jigba. So there is your your first round. Of course, there's lots of lots of good names, lots of good players out there, and we will get to that next week. Mm-hmm. But only two Debbie players taken in the first round, and I know there's another name everybody's at home screaming about too. So we'll talk about him next week. Come back. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely get to that. And I think I think this week, you know, yeah, the, people are gonna are gonna listen to this and be like, oh man, you ought to taken Harrison over this guy. I ought to taken, you know, maybe Caleb Williams over this guy. But I think generally speaking, the the order isn't gonna gonna raise you know ruffle too many feathers as as mm-hmm. they say. Next week, I think that it might get a little more controversial. So, you know, as we're as we're playing that out, I think that'll be that'll be fun. Um, we will discuss the Scott Fishbowl in a minute, but first, I want to make sure you know that the Rookie Big Board is now partnered with Underdog Fantasy Football. This is the best app for fantasy contests. You could join drafts for just three dollars and gain a real understanding of seasonal ADP trends. It's like mock drafting, but with something on the line. The entire RBB crew is drafting an underdog daily. You can join us by using the promo code RBB. It will get you a 100% match on your first deposit and help us grow. All right, Scott Fishbowl, for those of you who have not heard of it, which I'm sure aren't many people, but really quickly, it's it's a free for charity league just to raise awareness for giving money to charity. It it started by Scott fish who lives right here in Egan, Minnesota, where I live. So have you met him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've run into him randomly a a couple of times. Uh, This year I could not make the, the Scott fishbowl live draft in Minneapolis here, Mm -hmm. but I was there last year and he was there of course with his son, Ian, by the way is, like going to be a fantasy monster. I mean, that kid is all <laughs> in on, I mean, shocker, right? His dad, Scott fish, you know, run safe leagues and stuff, but man, he, he's, he's a lot of fun and he knows his stuff, but you know, he started this to, to raise awareness and to raise money for fantasy cares, which you can go out to fantasy cares and donate, but really started in these last couple of years you know, not just encouraging people to to donate to to his charity, but to any charity that you find, you know, you're passionate about and one that means something to you. And and what he loves more than anything is if you make that donation and you take like a little screen grab and just, you know, tweet it out and just, you know, at fantasy cares or or hashtag SFB 13 and just, just to raise awareness. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, I know he, he loves it when people do that. So if you can, that'd be fantastic. But this year, and he he changes the scoring every year. So this year he decided to, to, to stay positive. So there's no negative scoring, which the negative scoring in the last couple of years has been absolutely brutal on quarterbacks. I mean, negative points for sacks, negative points for incompletions. It's been, it's been tough, but this year, no negativity. So Mm-hmm. that takes away some of the risk of some players. Tell me, you know, what position did you draft from? What, what division are you in? And then and how did your draft start? So I'm in the drunken clam division, which is <laughs> funny because uh, I believe it's from South park. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't watch the show at all. I don't know anything about it. I was like, what the heck is the drunken clam? But my buddy was playing in that division. Shout out moon vibes Deshaun minor. Uh, and so I, I wanted to get in there with him 
And uh, so I'm in the drunken clam. I was drafting from the four spot because it was the last spot left in the division when I joined it. And uh, I took Travis Kelsey with my first pick at 104. So got that super positional advantage. Hopefully that that continues as has been for many, many years with Travis Kelsey. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. Scott Fishbowl, it's great. Shout out Scott Fish for all the work him and his team do to put this thing together. It's huge. There's thousands of people that play in it. It does raises a ton of money for charity. It's a really, really good thing. We all have a lot of fun for a really good cause and, you and I both were uh, fortunate enough to get an invitation to play in it this year, so it should be a lot of fun. I made the semifinals last year, humble brag, Ooh, nice. and uh, hopefully I can run that back, maybe even improve on that. So, yeah, I, I've never made it that far. I've I've been in every year since Scott Fishbowl eight, so this is my sixth okay. season. I, I've made the playoffs three out of the five. I advanced one round last year, but that wasn't all that impressive. Um, my second <laughs> year, I actually made a decent run. I think I won a couple rounds, but then, then got knocked out. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great league. Um, I'm in a division The I was going to of course be in the Minneapolis live one, but then I had to pivot when I couldn't make the, the draft date, but Scott Sidlow and James Brimacombe, I've got Jen Schweigert in there. Um, Al Zeidenfeld, a big name in, in fantasy, especially DFS. And then, uh, Chris Trapasso, I think, you know, from, from one of the, the biggies out there, but, uh, Matt Jackson joined the league. So let's go in with Love him. So that, Matt, that was fun. Um, and Had Debbie Matt on Twitter, follow him. He's a great dude. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a two, I don't, I don't, I don't think we mentioned this, a, a two times tight end premium league. So your, your tight ends, yeah, you get major points for tight end. Like they, they have a huge boost, right? Well, which I think the difference between Kelsey and the next, best tight end was like more than 10 fantasy points per game last year. If, if the scoring settings were this way last year, he would have been like levels above the tight end it, too. So yes, it, it is almost 11 points per game. He was, he was almost 11 full points per game ahead of TJ Hawkinson. He was just under 10 ahead points per game of Mark Andrews. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. There were people that were taking Kelsey one one. That's, how big <laughs> that the scoring is for tight ends. I was drafting at 111. I, I really wanted to to get that early third round pick because it's a third round reversal. Mm-hmm. So you know I do the 111 and the 202 and then I get the 302. And it it didn't go exactly the way I wanted. Uh, I was really hoping that that Justin Fields would fall to me. He went 110. And of course, you know, Jefferson was gone. All the top quarterbacks are gone. I did, I did take Trevor Lawrence at the 111 and was, was hoping that, you know, maybe Mark Andrews would fall to me at 202 or Austin Eckler. I had my eye on those. Of course, they went bam, bam on the turn. Mm. And so then I went Bijan Robinson. So you talked about how he could be a, a great, you know, redraft running back. I'm, I'm certainly hoping so because I took him over. Every running back not named, you know, Christian McCaffrey and, and Austin Eckler. So I took him as the RB3. And then at the 302, I, I went Anthony Richardson because I went upside. And mm. I figure, you know, why not? What the heck? And just to so kind of. We both you know, have Anthony Richardson on our teams. Y- yeah. I took, you, I took him at 209. So. Right. And you look at my team, you know, Lawrence, Richardson, you know, Bijan Robinson. It's. Clearly I was still in dynasty mode because I'm <laughs> drafting all these young players, but you know, so 
maybe no one else heard this is Scott Fishbowl's a dynasty league now. So I'm going to, I'm going to kill everyone in three years. You guys are mine, but no. And, and you know, so I've, I've got, I've got some, some decent guys on there. I, I faded wide receiver. Mostly I did grab Olave uh, at one point. I think, I don't know if that was around four, but I mean, I, I took a chance on, on Miles Sanders fairly early. I, I did grab Dalvin cook. It just figuring he's going to sign somewhere. I've got, I've got um, Roshan Johnson and Tank Bigsby as well, hoping that, you know, if they, if they can get and become the man, mm-hmm. you know, those could end up being really good picks. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I, I, I yeah. went, went a little heavy on those middle, middle tier tight ends too. Like I got in Joku and Higby and Dolchik and, and Isaiah likely just hoping that one or two of them can really, really hit it big. I didn't hit that as hard because I had Kelsey as my first pick. Right. I did get Dulcich as my tight end two, and those are actually – then Jelani Woods as my tight end three. Those are the only ones I drafted. Um, yeah. but I, I like that. I actually – so I went a little bit of zero running back approach. Um, I took Devontae Adams in the third, snagged Brees Hall in the fourth, um, took the risk, you know, maybe early in the season he's not – quite his full self but i just think like like we talked about i think he's a fantastic player so um i took Derek carr in the fifth i felt like i really needed to sure up a reliable qb2 with the risk that i had taken on anthony richardson uh and then i went with amari cooper who um i feel like has top 10 upside so getting him in the sixth round i thought was pretty nice and then sitting there at the end of the seventh round, Kyler Murray was still on the board. And I was like, man, I know he's going to miss some time, but by the end of the year, if I'm sitting in playoff contention and Anthony Richardson and Kyler Murray could be like a game breaking one, two punch. So I took Kyler Murray, followed that up with Michael Pittman. So I have Adams Cooper and Pittman as my three wide receivers felt really good about that. Felt good about my quarterback situation, had Travis Kelsey at tight end. I was feeling really good about everything except running back. And so I'm going to need some things to break my way. This is a team with a lot of upside. Um, I took James cook as my RB two. I took Zach Charbonnet as my RB three. And then I have Elijah Mitchell as my RB four. So like, uh, CMC has that injury history. So does Elijah Mitchell, to be fair. But, you know, just need some things to break my way on the running back room. And I feel like great about every other position. And so it's a high upside team. There's thousands of people that play in this thing. You're not going to win by playing it safe. So I just took some upside shots, had some fun, and we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and just to kind of wrap up, if there's one position that you can get in the waiver wire, that could make a difference in, in Scott fishbowl and maybe even in a lot of leagues, it's probably running back, right? Cause you know, injuries go crazy and all of a sudden guys are, are getting, getting a lot of, you know, production that you never thought possible. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna fade it a, a position, that's probably the, the best one. I mean, you, yeah. you can't fade quarterback and you certainly can't fade tight end wide receivers. You know, if you look at the scoring, they're so balanced Mm-hmm. It, it, that, which is why I didn't, you know, I drafted a Olave in the fourth. I didn't draft another one until Christian Kirk in the seventh and then mm. Pittman in the ninth, because I was like, you know, I'm, I got to get other positions. So yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think your strategy is probably going to be a good one. It'll be fun to see how this, how this plays out. Yeah. And a lot of people too, like they draft all the good handcuffs get drafted, but then a lot of them, people don't stay patient. You know, they need that roster spot to pick up and fill in a spot on their starting lineup. Somebody gets hurt. And so they drop 
Jerome Ford or they drop Gus Edwards or whatever. And then the starter gets hurt and that guy's on waivers and you can go snatch him up. So I went with the zero running back build. We'll see how it turns out. And, um, but it's all for fun. It's all for charity. So win or lose, here we go. Should be a good time. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to everyone else out there in Scott Fishbowl. There's also mirror leagues. There's satellites up so you can you can go try to win a spot into the Scott Fishbowl. There, there's plenty of ways to participate. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have not already, do us a favor and leave a five-star review on whichever podcast app you are using. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss any of the RBB action. All right, for Matt, my name is Skip. Everyone have an awesome week and weekend. We will talk to you next week. So long, everyone.